2: Bronstadt, starring Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal. Created by Jonathan Straley and Brandon Bestenheider. Episode 5, Horror Business. Hello, listeners. Be advised the show uses immersive audio. It may seem like sounds are coming from around or behind you. Please use caution when operating a motor vehicle. The following episode contains depictions of violence that may be triggering for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
3: Seconds ago, I cast my first spell. Personally, I thought it was... Awesome.
4: Sparkle party! Ronnie, get in the car!
3: My companion seems to think otherwise. Why aren't we stoked? I did exactly what you asked out there. Fifteen minutes into our drive back to the city, and Hattie still hasn't said one word to me. I just crushed my SATs. I delivered quadruplets in a canoe. What am I missing here? Hattie?
4: I'm thinking.
3: She speaks. Can I hear what you're thinking?
4: You really want me to tell you? Please. I'm not so sure you do.
3: I really do.
4: I've never seen anything like it. Ah, thank you. No. You took a spell called Sparkle Party, a spell that's equivalent of a scented candle, okay? And you made it look like an atomic bomb. You scare me. Oh. You show up out of nowhere. Your power is... is... <laughs> it's hiding inside of you with... with a purpose. And you have these built-in defense mechanisms. Well, what should I
3: do? <clears throat> study the spell book?
4: No. Give me back the spell book, no more spells. Don't try this at home. It's blinking in ginormous letters.
3: I'm not sure how all of this sounds to you.
4: Don't try this anywhere, it's more like it. I need a plan, solid plan.
3: But I think I prefer the silent treatment. can't stop thinking about it. I want to do it so badly, just one more time.
5: Come on now, you promised the nice witch.
3: I know, but casting that spell was such a rush. Felt like this space inside of me I didn't even know was empty was suddenly full. I need a distraction. I polished my boots so long and so hard they shine like stars. I organized my record collection from A to Z. Tasty. Then promptly reorganize it by year of release. Neat. I scrub the toilet until I worry I'm just giving it a hard time. Finally, I'm out of Time Eaters. And all this left is the killer urge to cast that spell again. Wait, technically I only promised Hattie I wouldn't cast Sparkle Party. That's it. Too bad I didn't memorize any other spells in that book. Um, Headvox? you wouldn't happen to remember anything, would you?
6: Actually, there is one spell that comes to mind.
3: One little spell isn't going to hurt anyone. And who knows, rocking some abracadabra might shake loose a memory or two. Demolute, Vax, Rhythm, Scoot. The incantation headvox supplies me, a little number called Yamon.
5: Yamon.
3: was tagged as a trickery spell in Hattie's book. Now, I have to pick a target to play it on. Demolute Vax Rhythm Scoot. I practice the trick's odd enunciation and take comfort that I'm not the only guy walking the streets who's talking to himself.
1: (laughs) Dinosaur meat tastes good. It tastes real good.
3: Okay, maybe not too much comfort. I cut through a park and nearly get my dome split by a frisbee.
6: Sorry! Yo, is that
3: your real hair? When I notice a man standing at the intersection, it's not the man himself that catches my eye. It's his shadow on the sidewalk. It's black. Too black. And ratty along one side, like a cat got frisky with a paper doll. Could this be one of those shadow mancers Hattie told me about? Could that raggedy-ass shadow of his be the same one from Kimmy's call the other night?
5: It's like you're piecing together a puzzle, man. I follow him. Hey, 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 baby bunny. How about you hop on over
3: here? (laughs) Yeah, right. Creep? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Where are you going? Yikes. What's with this guy? How much, amigo? 450. I hang back to watch Shadow Man score a rib sandwich from a food truck. Keep the change. As I start moving again.
5: That
7: son of a bitch! wrong man that guy when he handed me this
3: i could have swore it was a five dollar bill the food trucker shows me the bill he was paid it's just a dirty slip of paper with the number five scribbled on it yeah i think i found my target i track him through an alley and it's time to try out the Yaman spell i concentrate direct all my energy towards him Demolute Bex. Rhythm Scoot! Uh. It worked! <laughs> Every time he takes a step, he's surrounded by reggae. Like it's thumping out of speakers in his shoes. What? He stands still. But as soon as he takes another step...
5: Ah, like that. That is a good beat, man. Uh. Damn it! somebody's messing with me, I'll kill him. I'll turn him inside out.
3: Oh yeah, this is so my jam.
7: What the hell am I listening to? Turn that crap off!
3: <laughs> <laughs> this beats Sparkle Party.
5: What the hell kind of music is this?
3: Wonder if I can pump up the volume here. Loop back back Rhythm Scoop! Dude exploded like a cheap garbage bag full of chowder. I freaking liquefied him. A bucket load of goop that a second ago might have been his cat calling head splashes near my shiny boots. I think I'm gonna be.
8: I'm gonna be sick too, my friend.
3: I reached the call center. Somehow. Did I get here by camel? Pogo stick? I walked in 10 seconds ago and I'm already foggy. Damn it. A birthday party. A birthday party for Tool.
6: Happy birthday to this guy.
3: Can't hack this. Gotta make it to my office. Let's beat halfway down the hall. Something steps in my way.
5: <gasps>
3: What's black and white and grinning ear to ear? A clown. Looks more like the fifth member of KISS. Is he real? Are you real?
6: Ronstadt? You found the clown! Party's that away, Puddles. What'd you call him? Hey, you gonna join us? The cake's about to come out. I can't have a piece, but dude, it has a picture of Tool's face on it. One of those photos made out of frosting. I give my paycheck to eat his nose or something.
3: Yeah, um, I just gotta wrap my gift. My office. Made it. Shit. Light bulb blue. And the calls don't wait for a new one.
9: My car is haunted. Every night, I park it in my garage. Next morning, it's halfway around the block.
3: I'm in the dark. Literally, I'm off my game.
2: I shook my neighbor's hand. His name is Gordon. And before I did, I was right-handed. Now, I'm a
9: lefty.
3: Even the ring on this one sounds like trouble.
9: I, I, I can't explain what I just saw. I'm... I'm shaking so, so bad. Um,
3: Try holding on to something. Ronstadt says as he bear hugs his own desk for dear life.
9: Mm, that's better. Uh, well... I... I was sleeping. There was... this noise. Uh, not too loud, but loud enough to get me out of bed. I'm thinking an appliance is on the fritz. Uh, I I, I check the kid's Nintendo. My wife's electric toothbrush. I hear it again. There's another sound, too. Underneath it. These... breaths. The uh, house is clear, so I head outside. uh, Expecting down power lines, a wounded animal... Person. The insides. There's a brain and two eyeballs suspended ten feet off the street. Veins and arteries hanging below like roots of a tree. A, a, a complete nervous system gliding along. How am I supposed to go to work in the morning? Just... what? Climb out of bed, mix a protein shake, see you tonight, honey. I, I mean, the world is not the same.
3: I don't know what else to do, so I bullshit him. Tell him it's linked to some hair loss meds he's been popping. That 30 other people called me with the same messed up vision. It's got to be the DHT blockers. I feel you, you just want a full head of hair. That's when my eyes pop wide.
5: <laughs> what? No! did not know. Nah, they can't have that.
3: Blood on my boot. Blood is uh, not going far enough. This is gore. Leftovers of that shadow man. I race out of my office, only to get caught in a. Conga
5: Cha cha cha-cha cha-cha cha 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 cha
6: cha cha cha
3: cha My coworkers cha cha my jock all the way to the break room.
6: Bronsted,
2: how about a strawberry margarita? extra chunky salsa? <gasps> so good! Oh, you
3: gotta try these oxtail meatballs in marinara. Everything looks like... dead guy. Wait. Can they see the blood on my boot? They must see the blood on my boot. What's that? You feeling okay, man? Vez... <laughs> I feel so fantastic.
6: Where you going?
3: It's crusty, but it's coming off. Someone's coming.
6: said? Hey man, it's Vez. Hey, it's none of my business, but I could tell something's up with you. I want to tell you a story. Cool? Okay. When I was a kid, my older brother got a job at this local carnival. Parents were both working, so I'd go with my bro and spend the entire day there. Morning till night, five days a week. I was eating cotton candy, trying to win giant stuffed animals and riding all these rickety rides. My favorite was the haunted house, but it wasn't at first. I
4: don't know about this.
6: I was scared like every other kid. Skeletons flying at me, mummy shooting from their coffins. They had this big dude, a, a real dude in a hockey mask. That would jump out as you went around this corner and he would swing this axe and get it within a centimeter of your nose i swear it's intense for a little dude but the crazy thing is i rode that ride so many times i lost my sense of fear
9: you're just not scary man Uh, got a little jokester here huh
6: after a while i started taking naps in there By the end of the summer, I think I made the dude in the hockey mask quit.
7: Try harder, dude.
9: Get over here, you little
7: shit.
6: What's wild, the loss of fear didn't stop at the haunted house. To this day, nothing scares me. But what's even weirder is sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I wanna feel the fear again. And maybe you can help me get there. Anyway, I'm telling you this because I'm sure you don't want to pull me into your world or or whatever, but... I can handle it. Nothing is too out there or over my head. If you need me, I'm here. Hey, hey, well, sorry. Listen. Not if it involves cows, okay? So one fear, you know, because of the dairy.
3: I pushed the door open. Vez? And he's already gone. I leave the call center for the night, and the second I step outside... Please tell me I didn't just cause that to happen.
6: Of course not. Just perfect timing, brother.
3: Nothing perfect about it. It's a hike to the metro. If only I knew a teleportation spell. What am I saying? No more magic! That one wasn't thunder.
4: Ronnie! Come on, hop in! I heard a not-so-little piece of news through the grapevine I think you'll find interesting. Remember the Shadow Mancers I told you about? Yeah. Well, one of them was killed earlier, right on the street, in broad daylight. Somebody basically juiced him, turned him into a tiny pond on the sidewalk. I'm not sure what it means yet, but it's highly unusual and... You okay?
3: Uh... I think I might have had something to do with that.
4: You had something to do with what?
3: Um... You know, the, the guy turning into a pond. Guess I... I did that.
4: You guess? You did that?
3: I... definitely did that. Hattie takes me to a diner. We plop down, and she casts this spell. We're inside an invisible bubble. It surrounds our table so she can do this.
4: I just don't know where the disconnect is, dude.
3: No one else in the joint can hear what she's barking, but they can see us. Hattie's arms flapping around, me sinking further and further into my seat. Needless to say, omelets are being neglected.
4: I told you, no magic!
3: I confess. I tell her I memorized the Yaman trick from her book, how the whole thing went down, stressing it was an accident and that, of course, I never should have taken a swing at a new spell without her supervision. She's disappointed in me. And I'm a little surprised by how much I don't want her to be.
4: Do you think anyone saw you? Could anyone place you at the scene?
3: Honestly, uh, I, I don't know.
4: Better hope not. Trust me, you don't want to put yourself on Kenner Lash's to do list.
3: Kenner Lash? He's another one of the Shadow Mancers?
4: He's more than that. He's the Shadow Master. You really stepped in it, Ronnie. You really did. I'm sorry. Any other current events I should be aware of?
3: Well, maybe. I got this call tonight, and I get a lot of crazy ones, but there was something different about this one. I explained the floating nervous system as the caller described it. And Hattie's mood darkens. She whispers a single word. Longcoats. Longcoats? What's that? Something else I should be worried about?
4: No. I mean so-called floating nervous systems. I've heard stories about the long coats leaving horrible leftovers in their wake. But those stories are ancient history. Forget I said anything.
3: I tell Hattie I'll forget it. We both know I won't.
5: hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. What is it, Mr. Lash? It's called Voslik's Breath, but don't let the smoke throw you, Zamora. Tastes like bourbon. This is from a rare batch brewed by my predecessor, a Shadow Master named Halfa's Dyer. And what are we drinking to? What else? To our fallen comrade. You despised him. Of course. On several occasions I had to refrain from killing Runniger myself. He was unimaginative, crude. But you know better than most how useful a blunt instrument can be. Runniger was mine. In every way that counts, his life belonged to his master. The idea that some fool would have the stones to cross me like this. Who do you imagine it could be? Who would dare? Uh, certainly there's no shortage of rival mercenaries eager to see the Shadow Mancers knock down a notch. And Runniger had a special talent for overstepping boundaries failing to pay his debts, but still... I can't think of anyone brazen enough to murder a member of the League. It's never been done. And the way it was done... Showed a particular lack of respect, didn't it? It did. Letting this go unanswered is not an option. Especially now, with our current employer monitoring our every move. Somebody thought it would be a good idea to melt Runniger down. That person has to be discovered and convinced otherwise. I'll drink to that, Mr. Lash.
4: Yes, you're here.
3: Uh, You told me to lay low.
4: Yeah, but when did you start listening to me? Oh, I saw your landlord on the way in and I said, go to your room. And he didn't say a bag.
3: Oh, it's, uh, it's Gitter Room. It's also possible that it's, you know, our thing.
4: Hmm.
3: You're in a better mood.
4: Yes, I am. Because we're going to see. Mac Daddy.
3: So, wait a minute. This guy calls himself Mac Daddy?
4: Eh, uh, that's a bit much. No. His name is Domaclarin Daddy. D-A-D-I. Over the decades, people started calling him Mac. He's a member of a group called The Curtain. Sort of... Peacekeepers.
3: Side B police?
4: More like wardens. Park rangers. They don't enforce law. They spend most of their time making certain Side B stays hidden from the flat world, ensuring our secrets stay secrets. Past few years, The Curtain has gone pretty quiet, but Mac's an honorable man. He's a hero to a lot of people. Mac stopped the dreadfell uprising. Clash with the kill pack more times than I can count. If something's on the horizon, Mac may know. The curtain always have ears to the wave.
3: Oh, right.
4: Waves and tides. Magic currents. They know what's up. See. This idea has been growing in my mind that something major is starting to happen inside B. Something's about to explode. Metaphorically. Could be why you're sparking now, at this moment. And the calls you've been taking lately make me uneasy.
3: We cruise up the coast, winding through the mountains of Malibu. The Hattie Wagon complains the whole way. Just when I think she might bite it. Here we are. This strikes me as an especially long driveway.
4: It's magic. That's the fifth time we passed that palm tree. Meant to keep people away, most folks would give up and turn around. The enchantment should crack soon.
3: We pull up to max spread, but there's no stop to the strange.
9: Oh, hello. Greetings. Welcome.
3: You gotta be shitting me. Three marionettes greet us. You heard me, marionettes. Enchanted puppets, I take it, because no one's pulling the strings.
9: Winch here! They call me Duda! And I am Bernadette, the marionette. Welcome.
3: (laughs) You know what? I'm just gonna stay in the car.
4: (laughs) Come on, they're Mac's companions. Sure. What? He lives way up here by himself. You're probably three lonely weeks away from trying to animate a swimsuit model off a calendar.
3: Wait, is that possible?
4: Uh Uh-uh, wrong way. The house is a decoy. The real entrance is over there. The tool shed? Know how you can tell? See those growths on top of the shed? They look like icicles made of bone. Wild. They're gnarlers. They form wherever there's a potent and constant concentration of magic. They're growing because of Mac.
3: Hattie's got me picturing Mac as some magnificent blend of Merlin and Hulk Hogan, a warrior wizard in a velvet cloak covered with crescent moons, carrying a staff with a dragon at the top. Huh, what I get is some old guy in a bathrobe holding a putter. And he smells like pickles.
7: So, how do I know you again? Uh, H- Hattie. Hattie
4: Honeybutter. You don't exactly... I, I apologize if my message stretched the facts. My sister, she trained under Bolt Rover for a time.
7: Bolt Rover, yes. The curtain is still out there, though a bit scattered. Bolt Rover is somewhere south. Trixie Slay is somewhere east. I haven't heard from Sahara Zane in years. We always meant to recruit new blood, to replace the points of the compass, but the need never truly surfaced. You know, there is something familiar about you after all, Miss Honeybutter. Something quite- Refreshments, anyone? Oh, thank you, Bernadette. Please sit. So,
4: what can I do for you Ronnie would you mind giving us a few minutes
3: oh uh sure
4: winch
7: why don't you show this young man to my studio follow me follow me follow me follow me follow me after you Pinocchio follow me 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 follow me
2: take a look take a look
3: The studio is packed with paintings of every shape and size. I stop before one of Mac's works. Dadi is no Dali, but it's got my attention. A woman with stripes, stripes like a tiger, looking back at me over her shoulder across a field of tall grass. It really has my attention, drawing me in.
5: Look away, brother. Look away.
3: I know it yet can't stop staring. Feels like I'm inside the painting. Colors bleed and blend. The striped woman smiles at me, knows something I don't. Her stripes become tentacles, curling around my legs, my arms, my neck.
7: How do you like my paintings, Mr. Ronstadt? Oh, careful now. They're quite the attraction.
3: I look at the canvas, and I'm looking at me. A reflection. The paint oozed into an image of yours truly with rings of color circling my body like an aura. Not bad, huh? Captured your lightness
7: inside and out?
3: I don't know. The hair could be a little higher.
7: Hmm. Come. We're ready for you to join us. As I was telling Hattie, You're simply sparking. Your powers rising, expanding. Yes, it's a bit late, but it happens. You may hail from a newer bloodline, off the books. A philandering wizard, (laughs) a wayward witch.
3: Um...
4: It's a nicer way of saying you're a bastard.
7: Possibly. (laughs) When with a few words you can create and conjure out of thin air, the ego grows. You think everybody's better off with you in their bed. <laughs> now, the shadows. The news even managed to reach me up here. So, you may have tangled with a shadowmancer, or you did.
3: I did, but it was an accident.
7: Accident or not, that was a poor decision. I wouldn't cross a shadowmancer. I had a few run-ins in my day. A vile Lurk can get on top of you before you know it. And their current master is a very serious man. Cannot lash, I believe. However, money sways him.
3: We don't have any of that.
7: Well, I wouldn't be too concerned. If you wronged one of their numbers, the Shadow Talons won't point to someone like you. A bastard? A nobody. Your power I felt the wave when you walked through my door. But still, Shadowmancers are off flying recon runs for crime syndicates, watching over Lash's numerous Enterprises. Put simply, they have better things to do.
4: What about the longcoats?
7: Ah, the longcoats. The vicious
4: hush. (laughs) No, no,
7: child. They haven't stalked the knight in over 200 years. There are those who allege they never did. Besides, who has the power to summon them? That would require the ultimate magical might. Alas, black magic occupies the lower dens of Side B. Lawless mansers and cutthroat thieves, that sort. (laughs) They tend to use their powers against each other, so I say... What do we care? Let them butcher their own.
3: Well, that sounds like it's gonna work out. Why'd you make me leave the room?
4: Because I needed to talk freely about you and your power. I was afraid if I said the wrong thing, you'd start glowing. Mac might not go easy and just freeze your ass.
3: Mac, (laughs) sorry to say it, but I think your hero humps puppets. Did you see the way he was looking at Bernadette? If he's one of the good guys of side B, we're screwed.
4: I admit it. Max's not the man, or wizard, I heard all those stories about. He's lost a step. Maybe the years are starting to stack and he's tired. I just hope there's nothing more to it than that.
3: Hattie drops me at a bus stop and hands me a funky little bottle.
4: Hate leaving you with unsupervised magic, but... That's a potion. A hearty elixir. Only use it if you get stuck in something heavy.
8: Oh, you find no way. Believe that. Where are
3: you going?
4: Up the coast to see some friends. A little enclave of old witches. They go by the name The Middle Sisters. They're off the grid. Only way to talk to them is to go to them.
3: So we tried Side B Schwarzenegger. Now we're on to Side B Golden Girls.
4: Mm-mm. We tried The Warrior. And now we're trying Wisdom. In Side A, you call The Middle Sisters... Hippies. They're also historians. They may have a unique take on all this. Now please, please, try to cut the comedy and get serious. I'll return soon, laid low until I do.
3: Don't worry. I'm hiding under the bed here. You don't need to dip this in any more scary sauce. Back at my apartment, I'm in for the night. But no way I'm getting through it sober.
5: Hmm.
3: I've watched Mani whip up a thousand Mai Ties. always from the front row, but somehow my efforts never quite measure up. Must be using her own type of magic. Faye. <laughs>
8: hey, stranger.
3: Hey, s- sorry. I haven't called.
8: And I'm sorry for the pop-in. Is this like a crazy bad time?
3: I let Faye in and apologize about the heat. She's got
8: other things on her mind. So? Why the disappearing act?
3: I... I I thought maybe I should give you a little space... Until... I got this whole amnesia deal or whatever it is sussed out.
8: Ronstadt, I care about you. With or without the whole amnesia deal or whatever it is. Okay?
3: Shit. Am I about to glow or... No. I'm just blushing. Face Bill's the other reason she's here.
8: So, I'm on a deadline for a story, and of course the power went out in my neighborhood because everyone's running the AC all day, and as if that wasn't enough, my laptop just totally quit on me. Died. Cool,
3: sure. You can write your story here, and I'd love to help. But I don't have a laptop. I've got that.
8: Oh, my God. Is, is that a typewriter?
3: Close. Word processor. Another blessing from my landlord to make up for this broken air conditioner. He tells me the thing was top of the line in 91.
8: Well, can't believe I'm saying this, but if the fax machine sticking out of that box works, I think we're in business.
3: I plop some umbrellas and some Mai Tais and Faye parks herself in front of the antique keyboard.
8: Okay, so I've got an idea for a story, but that's all. Lay it on me. (laughs) Okay, the headline? Giant electric snakes loose in Los Angeles.
3: I'm in. What inspired this concept?
8: So. Remember my band's guitarist, Yash Cash? He was downtown the other night searching for a new practice space in the middle of all these creepy abandoned warehouses, and he heard these weirdo electrified hissing sounds coming from a building, and he said it sounded like...
3: Giant electric snakes. Maybe it's not giant snakes. Maybe it's something worse.
8: <laughs> uh, what's worse than giant snakes?
3: Um, I, I don't know. I'm not about to fill Faye's head with thoughts of vile lurks. Don't want to drag her into the depths of Side B. I like her right where she is.
8: Hmm. Okay. Well, then we're going with giant snakes. And uh, now we just need an actual story.
3: I keep pouring my ties, and our tabloid tale starts to cook. How about this? Sources claim the CIA has been experimenting with cybernetic serpents for use on the battlefield, and a bunch of them broke loose.
8: Rap-a-bap-a-boom. I love it. Oh, and, and... Maybe the cyborg snakes were genetically engineered to never stop growing. And before long, they could take over the world.
5: Genius.
4: Ooh, she is good, man.
3: In record time, Faye's got her story. And we're feeding a hard copy into the facts.
8: So, that was actually super fun. <laughs> Thanks for partnering up with me.
3: No problem. I'll, uh, partner up with you anytime. Can't believe I just said that. Uh, That was a
5: stretch, even for you, (laughs) man.
8: You don't say. What memories do you have in this department?
3: Good question. Um, have I ever? Not sure if I, you know, have traveled the whole department.
6: Not remembering isn't the same as not doing, my friend.
3: Vox, you are definitely staying out of this.
8: <laughs> well, fear not. I'll go easy on you. This time.
3: We fall onto the bed. And I officially lose my capacity for inner dialogue.
5: Elva, Cocteau, my Shadow Mancers, what's the word?
8: I scanned the
7: scene, no clues. So I asked around, even checked with the Zing Ring. They claim they hadn't heard of Runniger's misfortune.
5: And. I believe them. And I questioned, or shall I say, threatened, the usual suspects Red Diamond Cult, the Kill Pack. Neither party was responsible. <sighs> Right. though I know it's your wrath they fear, not mine. However, they spoke the truth. Who knows, Kenner? Could have been some random
7: feaster. They're crawling about that neck of the city like starved rats.
5: <sighs> Dig deeper. Spread some incentives. Money. Drugs. <phone rings> I'm taking this. <phone rings> this is Lash.
7: Kenner Lash!
5: A wizard calling me on a telephone. How quaint.
7: I reserve my magic for other purposes. We must all regulate how much we expend these days.
5: So why are we talking, Mac? I don't have to concern myself with the curtain, do I? Nonsense.
7: Perhaps you're aware of my arrangement with a particular party up north. No? I had a visitor. Someone I think might interest you.
5: Oh?
7: Yes. And I took the liberty of sending you a gift. That should be it now.
5: Zamora, bring it here. A painting. Who am I looking at?
7: This individual was brought to my house tonight. A land he may have scuffled with one of your prized shadowmancers. Naturally, I recall your legendary thirst for vengeance. He had the look of some flat-world sort, but he possesses gifts. I could sense it.
5: Huh. That's so. Give me a name.
7: Ronstadt. Whatever that means. Anyway. Hang the portrait, if you like, and good luck hanging him.
5: Hmm. Bronsted.
2: Neil, with Clay Bennett, Tangi Ambrose, Paul Vincent, Michael Cienfuegos, Raul Ceballos, Betsy Sue, Jonathan Medina, Tobias Jelinek, Miles Anderson, Holly Jade, Holly Hawkins, Jeffrey Kennedy, Brandon Parbs, Sarah Rodenbaugh, Richard Epcar, Fred Berman, Rukmany K. Desai, Adam MacArthur, and Carly Rothenberg. Created by Jonathan Straley and Brandon Bestenheider. Written directed by Jonathan Straley and Brandon Bestenheider Executive produced by Rhett McLaughlin, Link Neal, Stevie Winlevine, levine Mallory Schwartz, Rob Herding, and David Henning Co-executive producers Chris Ferguson and Andrew Levine Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez and Marlena Ma Co-producers Jacob Moncrief and Michelle Zarati Associate producer Jenna Purdy Supervising producers Sandra Yiling and Yin Hiyu Original music and composition by Mike McGinnis. Q-Code Head of Music, Darren Johnson. Q-Code Head of Mixing, Ben Milchev. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh, Ben Milchev, and Neely Oftering. Edited by Braden McCluskey. Sound design by Umberto Corte. Sound mix by Eugenio Battaglia. Casting by Sunday Bowling and Meg Mormon. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Liam Hooper. Welfare worker, Valerie Pritzlaff. Assistant engineering by Beatrice Noronha. Additional editing by Matt Smalley. Sound effects editing by Christophe Classé and Alex Lara Peralta. Production coordinators, Brandon Weisner and Anna Basha-Yokum. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Production assistants, Nathan Yan, Bailey Grayson and Jillian Avenas. Production legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Pin Chen Liu. Produced in association with Oddfellows Post. Bronstadt is a Q Code, Wood Elf, and Mythical production.
3: Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am.